are about to enter a world of pain, suffering, and laughter. Welcome to Worst Gig Ever. I'm Mike Pace. I'm Jeff Garlock. And on this week's show, we talk to Adam Wills from Baron Heaven, share a lot of great tour stories, get get in the mud with this guy. We do it all with him. Uh, yeah, we talk about all terrible story. Uh, it's you know three dudes just hanging out, talking some trash. Yeah, we and we talk about literal trash and the garbage problem. Uh, yeah, we do. Well. I'm glad we finally got that to this. But Adam's port. got some great stories about, you know... Uh, playing after weird inappropriate other things that are not necessarily musical he has weird stories from playing big festivals from staying in weird places this guy's got a lot of great tour if you like tour stories i like tour stories you're gonna be into this episode i'm into it if you like toy story i recommend toy story the movie (laughs) (laughs) we're sponsored by toy story speaking of stories you can also Write us at worstgigever at gmail.com. We uh, received an email recently from one of our fans. His name is Evan, and he actually shares with us some of his worst gigs. And I want to read this to you, Jeff, because Thank this you. guy is out there. Let me Give say Give me a this. tale. I'm going to read an excerpt from his email here. It says, <clears throat> it actually says that, <laughs> uh, he <laughs> phonetically, I've had a few weird jobs. At 17, I worked the night desk of an apartment where I would try to write. He was a writer. While the inhabitants basically visited me, Ghost versus Ebenezer Scrooge style, each with their own weird demands. The stripper who was convinced someone was following her. The guy who believed there was something in the air fence that he told me uh, must be set right using a pool cue with a stick of gum at the end. The guy who attempted to smooth over his various misdeeds with gifts of money or European pornography. And they all believe that there was something that the 19-year-old behind the desk could do that he was not doing for them. So right off the bat, this guy is working Terrible. the night shift. Night shifts are bad news. Unless it's the night shift with Michael Keaton and Ron Howard. <laughs> exactly. And this definitely wasn't that. He continues. I also worked in a school warehouse during the summers, getting rashes from a polyester green uniform, nearly passing out from the heat, being yelled at or praised for things that were just totally out of my control. The warehouse was run by an illiterate who signed his name with an X and who had lost control of the inventory system of the warehouse a long, long time ago. So uh, we just want to I don't want to work any of these jobs. This guy, Evan, really uh, has these bizarre jobs we want to thank evan for for sending these in to us you can send us your weird worst gigs worst gig ever uh, at gmail.com please do we would love to get them we would love to hear them we'll, we'll print them out we'll read them on the air exactly also uh if you if you are enjoying this episode you enjoy it as you listen go check out some of our old episodes if you haven't already go to worst gig ever podcast.tumblr.com we've got all of our ep- episodes there over the 50 episodes at this That's point. That's right. There's a lot. You can go to iTunes. Check out all of them there if you if you prefer iTunes. Uh, leave us some comments. Leave us some ratings. Yeah, we're on uh, Facebook. You can get us at Stitcher Radio. We're yep, up there. Yeah, Stitcher Radio. We're involved with them now. You can tweet at us individually. Yeah. I am at Mike E. Pace. And I am at G. Garlock. Uh, lots so of funny on there. Lots of big time fun fun. Stuff that the podcast can't contain. But you know what the podcast can contain? That's Adam Wills from Bear in Heaven. He's contained. Quit it now! (laughs) We opened... No, we didn't open. We headlined, like, some art opening or something. Is this Bear in Heaven? Yeah, Bear in Heaven. um, Probably, like, seven years ago, maybe. Mm -hmm. And it was at Supreme Trading. You remember this place? Mm-hmm. For the listener, that's in uh, Williamsburg. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it exists anymore. I don't think so. But I don't even remember like what it was or any of the bands. Or I think it was a gallery thing. And I was going to say, was it some sort of weird so, vice party related? Or <laughs> really, I have no. It's always like, my big, guess. Uh, it's, it's in a weird venue. But basically, we followed 
this accidentally racist documentary. Like, like as we were setting up, like we were of a nation. In pedals, <laughs> plugging in pedals and line checking and all that stuff. And uh, this girl was screening her documentary, falling around like some Trinidadians, like some sort of Caribbean like um, tradition where they, like, at the end of the day, they slaughter a goat. I don't remember right. what holiday it was, or whatever. <laughs> but in the light, you know, when you like make something you're like in your own space and then then you share it with other people (laughs) it's like it shines a flashlight and all the things that you just totally fucked up all right that's what happened she realized she's like oh wow (laughs) oops oops i'm a closeted like sheltered white girl who followed around just some guys who've been killing a goat once a year for thousands of years and it was interesting at the time but now i'm showing it in front of a hundred people right and wow, like I'm a terrible person, right? <laughs> so, it, and it ended like we were ready. Okay, we're ready to play, and like a goat is getting its head cut off <laughs> behind us. And they're like, "Wait, wait, wait!" You know, Q and A back to follow Q and A, right? Right. Q and A. So we're on stage. Like I'm holding the damn guitar. Q and A. Like no one's got any questions. Right. Oh. And like I mean, just crickets. And John leans over. He's like, uh, "What happened to the goat?" <laughs> <laughs> So the exactly. band from stage. Yeah, asked yeah, the, asked the girl. Uh, yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. That was Could you just see the look in her eyes or yeah, did you, like Yeah, was, just, you know, like everybody Q&As in general are so yes. awful from everyone's standpoint. Although, like, just a, a brief tangent, Jeff and I went to go see William Friedkin okay. do Q&A for a sorcerer in a couple spite of, weeks of ago. the crowd. It was amazing. It was inspiring. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, so Right. No, I mean like anybody who asks a question like their voice like they yeah. <laughs> I'm a first year actor. There was one in yeah. that one where yeah, where it like it had that whole crack. They're laying out their life story. Right. Yeah. Fucking talking about what a fat he was, and where he just went and he was just like it's like, is there a question here or what? It's like yeah, it's Jeff, a I'm a first year actor student. <laughs> Fantastic. So you go, you guys go on to play the show. We go on to play the show. It's just a, and you know, whatever show. Just, right. Uh, Another yeah, one of yeah, those. Yeah. Like, well, I don't played. even remember. Like, there was a good five years of the band that we would just like a nights and weekends band. You know? Right. Yes. And that was one of them. But there's, there is something to be said for the bad show that is you go uh, performing after something completely inappropriate. Sure. Oh, but like, playing after a movie. That's already, you've already kind of started or off playing, like playing after, after a movie that an, ends up being. Or playing <laughs> after an all be. little person kiss cover band called Mini Kiss. Either or. Which we did. Okay. Or playing after a capoeira demonstration, <laughs> which unwittingly has our bass player's mom partaking in it. Wait, what? Wait, what's uh, the movie? Only the Strong? Is that the yes, movie? Yes. Yeah. It yeah. is the capoeira <laughs> movie. Well, no, this was a live capoeira <laughs> demonstration. <laughs> At East River Park, do you remember that place? Yes. The band shell on the sure. East River where, like, didn't matter how many people were there, it always seemed like 30 people. Because mm-hmm. no one, there was like <laughs> a hundred yards between the stage and the stands, sure, and yeah. no one would be in there. And then when you're playing after a capoeira demonstration, and then your bass player looks up and is like, oh, fuck, it's my mom. <laughs> and then it's like, well, right. wait, wait, was he not aware? <laughs> no. That she was going to show up? Not at all. Capoeira? This is because our, our first bass player who was like New York City born and bred, right. like raised on the streets of Alphabet City, like <laughs> late 80s. So like, who the hell knows what his mom is doing? Apparently like, oh, doing Capoeira. That was literally what he said. The Classic sad part about skin. that is uh, Panthers was probably sitting around going, God, how'd Oxford Claps get that gig? <laughs> <laughs> that, what a show. That worst, that East, that East River uh, project. I mean, this show goes out to those guys, of course. But uh, <laughs> Put on anyway. some of the best shows in the city. So, okay. So, but I think that's interesting that you, you, you brought up the fact that you guys, Nights and Weekends band, a band for so long. Yeah, it was just, yeah, it wasn't a band uh, like we're like, we're a band. Like, let's yeah. put our records and right. tour our asses off. It was right. just. So you, like that's you know yeah I'm like I mean, trying to remember because no like I always all. like I remember Baron Heaven existing sure like but just for like a while uh, like you guys, did you guys have did, did how many did you have one record out then or I don't um yeah maybe yeah was well, that the not one the record out then yeah like a one full length like around right. like 2007 or something right like but I'm what I'm curious about is because. Baron Heaven seemed to have taken off sort of after our Ben's kind of ended yeah, a yeah, little bit. Yeah. So yeah. thank you for moving out of the way. <laughs> that was finally. Yeah, that was it. all. That, that was, was like, what we're leading to. <laughs> Ooh, I've been noodling for you yeah, in my 20s. It's like, uh, it's, I'm 31. It's time to <laughs> well, pour my ass off. No, that's what I, that's what I'm getting, I'm getting at is that. 
both Oscar and Panthers were like we were all solid, with well, the exception of Justin Cherno, of course, who was in his fifties. Yeah, right. We right. were all. all right, by the way, I uh, you know I dumbly I hadn't heard the podcast right before. Get out! And, <laughs> no, I, even though Jeff and I have been talking for six months about getting me in here to do something, and uh, I was like, you know what? No, I shouldn't listen to it today because I want to come in not knowing the format Fresh. at all. Good idea. But then I saw Cherno's and Scott's when I was like, I couldn't resist. So I listened to it and like I was like, well, great, you know. I didn't like DJ uh, <laughs> <laughs> Right to Spring show or something. You remember like, that band? Remember I that invented that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, but then he said yeah. my name in the first five minutes of the podcast. Oh, he did. It totally spooked. I don't even like, you know Adam Wills like Roll Tide. I'm his father. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was. We were talking about Roll yeah, Tide. Yeah. <laughs> Big Roll Tide. Um. But the idea right. being that, like, we were in our mid twenties, yep. uh, and it's like, all right, this is the time to do this. Like, it's kind of now, like, this is what we want to do, <laughs> essentially. What were you thinking? But no, it's kind of the reverse. Whereas, you know, now it's like, yeah, it's great to play music on my own terms, right. uh, not be beholden to anyone, not like want a tour, not want to fucking get a practice space. Right. But what's what's the mindset at the time? Were you working full time at the time? In the yeah, band? we were all kind of working like a, full time. Were there any ambitions for it to become anything more I than think, it was? Or I love this the nights and weekends thing, man. Yeah, just like yeah, just yeah. gigging on the weekends. Well, <laughs> Covers yeah, I mean, are original. Like two week. We yeah. squeeze in a two week tour every six months right, or something yeah. like that. But it was just we were making much much different music back then. It was right. like trying to be as weird and as annoying as possible mm-hmm. like that was like that, man it was awesome everybody was everybody left yeah <laughs> like, like was you real frustrated by it i'm not kidding you could clear a room that was kind of a like right. wow like right. awesome right so when that started and then i don't know and then made a record and then it just started happening or whatever right. and uh yeah we all had full-time jobs or i think i had just gotten fired serendipitously like, right. this, like a couple months before we put a record out was right. that a worse so I was gig freelance. perchance that was a yeah animating um like tampon logos <laughs> or whatever is pretty pretty up there you know <laughs> I'm like yeah actually no no worse than that is the accidentally like racist animation for uh, for that or was it oh, actual yeah. animating yeah after effects nice. no yeah cell animation like <laughs> yeah, exactly you and, <laughs> you and Tex Avery are camera. sitting there <laughs> Just Baba Booey and the whole uh, the whole thing there. Um, okay, so yeah, that I yeah, mean, so just, yeah, it was definitely like a quit your day job kind of scenario. Yeah, though. and um, and that we wound up shedding a couple members during that because it became you know one of us owned a owned a company and had just bought a right. condo and moved in with his girlfriend. So right. it was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not, I'm not. I like, I thought we were just playing nights and weekends, man. Yeah. Put my life away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So, what, so in general, beyond like kind of you know shedding some members, like did it did it feel like a natural progression though at that time, like of like everyone just kind of all being on board or just like yeah, I think that, yeah, no matter what the intentions were, everybody's been playing yeah music without any like end goal right. But then th- that door opens, you're like hell yeah, I'm gonna walk through it or right whatever. yeah. Um, so yeah, it wasn't no, any question like th- you know I was 30 when we f- like started like touring like. Right. You know, three months at a time or yeah. whatever, and not you know, eighteen or whatever. It's it interesting because that was that was thirty was when we stopped. Yeah, and so like from twenty five to thirty was like road dog and it like doing the doing right. the whole thing. Um, so it's just interesting to me that you've accumulated that much more like sure. life and experience. I've, well, yeah, and then and you know, sharing backstages with twenty year olds who yeah fucking freak out when they find out like. Three weeks in the tour because I think most of us are pretty fresh faced. Could pull off twenty seven maybe, <laughs> sure, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and they're like, "You're because John is uh, several years older than I am, so he's thirty nine now." I think right. so. Like when he tells like the twenty one year old guitar player Yo. in the opening band that he's thirty seven. Yeah, like who could literally be his child? <laughs> yeah, like, that's the scary like, point. They think they're on like some some sort of like cop show, I think. right? Like there's some like reveal moment, like right. you know, I've got he's wearing a wire. Yeah, <laughs> put those drugs down, kid. It's strange when you think about the fact that you know we've kind of been doing this long enough that now there is that like next generation of kids in their early twenties, right? Yeah. Who are like kind who of are, looking 
like this like the Brooklyn scene circa like the early aughts right. and wanting to move right. here because of that right. and just being removed and now it's just kind of like who are you people right it's because I you know I, uh, I don't recognize down, anybody anymore walking up and down Bedford is uh. like unless I run into you now we're just turning into grumpy old yeah. man yeah podcasts. it really is I mean <laughs> welcome to the podcast uh, <laughs> <laughs> But it's true. Like I really we actually like, do a grumpy old men podcast about the movies. <laughs> that would be fantastic. <laughs> like, just, Only about the just sequel. talk about, about uh, the first Anne Margaret uh, in that sex smoking. scene with uh, yeah. just <laughs> smoking. In the that. only thing I remember from the first Grumpy Old Men is that when Jack Lemmon's character has sex with, I think Anne Margaret. Yep. Uh, he's like, he's nervous. He's like, I haven't done this in a while. Should I wear a condom? And she, she's like, well, when was the last time you had sex? And he said, 1978. She says, I think you'll be fine. Right. And then has unprotected sex with Jack Lemmon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And gets pregnant. Yeah, that's the weird part. <laughs> that's, and gets AIDS. That's, that's the subplot of Grumpy Old Men too. Grumpier Old Men. Grumpier Old Men. Old men. Uh, so what, it, what jobs were you were, I mean, you went to school for... For film, film, yeah, and then um, Rolling well, Tide. Well, I, I didn't, you know, that detail is wrong. I I grew up in Georgia. My family's just from Alabama. So okay, like, and that's uh, yeah. So yeah, I went to school in Savannah, right? And um, with your boy Jay Penry, uh, Jay so Penry, friend of the show, friend of the show, friend creator of the, of the logo. That's I thought right. that was his handy. Yes, <laughs> that is literally his handy. His hand. <laughs> his handy, oh. I, so I mean, yeah. when you were uh, in college or high school, like, were you playing music then too? I don't even. No, I just like that. owned guitars. Yes. I think I sold them all when I was in college for right. rent. You know, like right. I had, you know, my the classic. fucking sweet emerald green like uh, Ovation acoustic. <laughs> One, in a, sold it. <laughs> One <laughs> in a million. Sold it. One in a million. Yeah. <laughs> like so, you know, just my the less crappiest, like my like Joe Satriani like modeled. Uh, Ibanez or right. something like that. One in yeah. a million. One in a <laughs> With the handle one, built Might in. be two million. <laughs> no, that's the... Uh, oh, that's Vi. That's a Vi. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. man. I mean, it's sick. I mean, that's got seven strings. Yeah. It does have seven right. strings. Yeah, I always yeah. get my shredders. No, but yeah, but I sold... I sold all... But I always... You know, if I walked in a friend's house like, right. and there was a guitar, like, I'd beeline and would play it. Mm -hmm. Right. So, but never... The, the first band I've ever been in. So right. Like, yeah. So it's, it's Baron Heaven is essentially yeah. the first yeah. band yeah. you've ever been. Totally. So Which you're is intense. Yeah, because you're, you're. It's all happening, like. Well, it's like a ten year slow build up. Exactly. You're an overnight yeah. sensation. I got you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. It's all happening. Let me finish this thought. Just wait till this next record. When we're in our forties. So what? Um, what was going on in Atlanta at that time? I'm trying to remember. Well, uh, man, I miss Wheeljack stuff. Were you, did you know Wheeljack? No, because I went to school in Savannah, okay. so I okay. moved away from Atlanta when I was 18. You right. Know? So, like, anytime, and it just, there wasn't, like, there was, in my town, you know, there wasn't, there's, like, in the county, there's an east side and the west side or whatever. Mm -hmm. I grew up on the west side, which is way more, like, old money and then mm -hmm. rap. Right. Like, it's just, like, old <laughs> white people and then, sure. like, you know, the rap and, like, it's, like, 50% all just, like. Like rap listeners, and the right. rest of them are just like you know, get up in the morning, and go to like um, you know, Christian fellowship stuff or whatever. <laughs> you know. And then on the east side of town, that's where like it was all skaters and straight edge kids, right. and I didn't know any of those people right. at all. So I grew up listening to rap. So podcast. <laughs> Can you not tell? <laughs> yeah, exactly. For the list, I'm wearing Adam my hat backwards. Just put his hat on backwards. <laughs> And pulled uh, out his beeper. So then, so was it in college where you started to kind of get into let's yeah, let's I, say underground? Music. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. To I mean, I once you met like Jay Penry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Friend of like, the show. Friend of the show. Yeah. Once I met Jay Penry, <laughs> right. he gave me a heroin sandwich. <laughs> right. Well, because that's the Georgia. I mean, Georgia has. I mean, Savannah has. Savannah's its own got scene too. Like I mean, right. like you know, the know dead and gone, Kylesa. Yeah, people, David, Baroness, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. from there. It's yeah. got its right. own hey, world. I just learned about all these new bands from. Yeah, oh yeah, it's, it's, it's got a huge <laughs> like, awesome. like kind of sludgy like, metal sludgy thing, right. metal thing, which is crazy. Is Buzz Oven uh, from there too? That area. I think are Buzz Oven still a band? Is the Buzz question. Oven reunited three years ago, uh, and then Weed Eater is the band after. Uh, you know who I always got confused uh, with Buzz Oven was Nail Bomb, the Sepultura side project, right? Ooh, who just put out one record yeah, on like, Alex Newport on Revelation uh, or not the Revelation. Panthers? Things are strange. They, look at that. And I talked about <laughs> Nail Bomb with him <laughs> way <all>. too much. <laughs> and Fudge Tunnel, uh, his other bands. Yeah. Oh, that. Oh, Nail Bomb were a Fudge Tunnel. 
Fudge Seinfeld. Tunnel. It was it was him and Max from oh, Sepultura, okay. and they was kind of more industrial, uh, kind of Fear Factory ish. Okay. Anyway, yes. <laughs> um, so getting back to Bear in Heaven, kind of breaking, so to speak, at a certain point, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of that has to do with what's going on. Like, uh, I mean, aside from the talent within the band and running good sure. songs, there is a lot of that has to do with what's going on, like on the internet at the time, Pitchfork, things like that. Sure. I mean, can you speak to the role that that stuff plays for you know with a band like you guys? Um, how that how that fits into everything and how you guys react to that? Well, um, how can I say? Like, I didn't really know what Pitchfork was mm-hmm. prior to. I knew what it was. I certainly didn't read it. Mm-hmm. Right. I knew the only time I knew about it is when Panthers got like I was got like two or something like that, <laughs> like a play date. two or like friends. Basically, all my friends' bands was always like "fuck Pitchfork" yeah, or whatever. Right. I'm like, "What's Pitchfork?" And I'll read the review. I'm like, "Damn, dude!" Like, I didn't know what it was until we got, got a, a review. review. So I knew of it and I knew what it was, but I've always n- never, you know, I, just the past two decades, I don't listen to contemporary indie, indie, indie music rock, or whatever yeah. right. i do there's a window sure right. open for it but right i don't you know don't right. go see i think it. we're in the same we're right. all in the same boat where, yeah so i knew what it was blah blah, blah. and then you know our first record got a re- like a good review on yeah. it not like like that landed us like a um a good booking agent mm-hmm. or whatever, but didn't really do anything outside of that and then the next record got their like you know seal of approval and that really i mean it was like fucking overnight Right. The next day, I think we had a show like the next weekend. And then we went from the whole like begging people to come to your show, you know, the email and flyer in the neighborhood that I did all that shit for. And I was so sick of the groveling, like, sure, sure, shit. It might be the worst part. So embarrassing. Like, it's well, that's one of those things that that contributes to what I mean, there are a lot of there's a lot of criteria for like the worst gig, as as we've talked about before. And when you're when you're at a point before the draw is guaranteed obviously having no one show up makes for a bad show sure and then you, you play shitty or you don't sell anything yep. or right. the sound guy's an asshole or whatever but the fact that like not having people there at least when you're first starting out is something right. you almost you get like calloused from it yeah because you get used oh, to yeah, it I didn't, yeah. yeah i mean like yeah the, i didn't care at all until people started coming and then stopped coming you know right. like then like it was like oh wow why wasn't there I never cared if there were anybody right. there right. until all of a sudden it was a full room. And then if it wasn't a full room, I'm like, why wasn't? <laughs> oh, wait, so you're what? saying that after kind of the after, pitch I think like was... a totally, yeah, I was just like, you know, because there's what's great about what happened for Pitchfork stuff for us is it was great. Like it allowed us to really, it opened all these doors for right. us, which was like really incredible. I'm very grateful for it. But then. It's established this like incredibly short shelf life for right. popular bands, you know. So it's just like, all right, when's the next, you know, whether it's Pitchfork or whoever, just like the next critical thumbs up or whatever. Right. It's like every three months, it's like, boom, yeah. on to the next band. Yeah, on if that, band, I mean, it's on so the next fickle. genre, on to the next yeah. band. And, uh, so you could see that just in our record cycle. Mm-hmm. And I think like some, like somehow, like if you're a truly like pop, poppy band, you build and build it, like have sure. it, like build and like you know like say yes to everything, and you build and build and build. Right. We're like we're not like that, so like it kind of built and then fizzled, you right. know, at the end of the record or whatever. Uh-huh. And like so, um, I don't know. A lot, definitely a lot of lessons learned. But like, it's, it yeah. seems like it's just in the the. the kind of culture of consumption and mm-hmm. instant gratification. Your record is, you know, oh, your record is the best new music today. It's all everybody's talking about. And sure. then literally the, the, the next, next day, yeah, there's another. another one. Yeah. The, the, and it, it, I, rem- I remember playing with a band um, who earlier in the week they were opening for us had gotten a best new uh-huh. music. And there were a ton of people there right. for them. And then the, nothing ever happened with the band. Like, right. like, you guys probably wouldn't know the band if, right. I, if I mentioned them. They're called Aerosmith. What? Um, oh, and it was no. Pump. Pump. The Taxi Twins. Honkin' on Bobo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Best new music, Honkin' on Bobo. 9.1. Yeah. No, so, the, the, but the, I, you, I was witnessing it. Like, yeah. people coming out because it just serendipitously coincided with them getting a great review. Right. Nothing happened with the band. I don't even know if they're 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 still an item. Um, 
stolen item. I don't, you know. <laughs> right. I, I think you said they're, they're still alive. <laughs> or they may, they may not be alive. I, I don't know. Who died uh, as we're taping this? Richard, Richard Ramirez. Or Ramirez? I always said Ramirez. Ramirez. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I think there was a Grand Corban that pronounced it that way. Ramirez. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I think it's, it always was odd to me just because, like, as a like, there's certainly stuff I find out from the internet, but like, the, it, it's just that's when I do feel like a weird old man because there's like this whole world of people who learn about everything from from Pitchfork or just and from, from just very distinct from, websites from, and yeah, from that like, yeah. and and it's like a it's 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 odd because it is like a different type of music fan. Like I feel like even when I, I worked at Arista records, like I met a guy who was super nice, but he was like one of the first guys who like kind of worked in the packaging. That was the beginning of that type of guy. Cause he'd always ask me like, like whatever what was the yeah, first what, day, like, right, you know, yeah. it's like, you hear this postal service thing. Like, and I'm like, fuck oh, yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that. <laughs> but it's just a different, uh, I don't know. It's such a different yeah, mindset. I always different. wondered if it was a little bit more fair weather, uh, like well, fair weather fans. It also yeah. seemed well. Not there is some of that. Yeah, I think, yeah. Maybe. I think it's almost not necessarily as much fair weather fans as the entire kind of music blogging community has become this thing where this band, you know, it's they're not going out because they're fans of the band. Per- right. They may be going out because they're young. They like to go out to see live music. Right. I always thought that was like, you like Brooklyn, you love live music, yeah. live music capital, you know, <laughs> right. that would be Austin. But, you know, it's the other live well, that's, music. I always said that about Austin. Like, my mom's always like, oh, I'd love to go to Austin. Like, so much live music. I was like, <laughs> I'm just going to be walking, God, I'm going to yeah. be walking the down the street. music in Austin. <laughs> right. You don't have to. I, I don't like just music. <laughs> like, <you> just, <laughs> well, this, I actually prefer silence. Yes, next exactly. To this. Like, every restaurant, you like. <laughs> Like sushi to tacos, uh, whatever's got some got an enormous, huge guitar out front. The yeah, I was just in Austin last week, and uh, I don't. I lived there for two years. And, right. Uh, um, I love music I, and don't I, love music fans. Yes. Yeah. Well, like, like it's, it's just a, it's the idea, and not to get like condescending about it as as guys who have all like you know been creative and done yeah. music. There are a lot of people that are consumers. And that's what they like to they they, they want to go see a band sure, you know every right. night of the week or I whatever can, and like they're not they're not as fickle or as pretentious yeah, or yeah. as record collectory or and and all the good things too right. about being creative. My like, best just, friend Eric is more like that than I and I mm-hmm. kind of appreciate that him in some way. Like we just went to Maryland Death Fest and he's been to four other shows since that right. just because he's like I just like going to shows. <laughs> like, yeah, I do the same thing. I yeah. go to shows. I go to. You know, three to five shows a week. Right. Like, I think, you know, still. And, uh, God just because you. I live like, God bless you. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the one thing, you know, you're talking about like the things like, um, you know, that like w- one of the best things that the band has like provided for me outside mm-hmm. of stupid stories that we can tell yeah. on this podcast is like at least in my own neighborhood got, got me some sort of respect at like different venues, you know, whatever. Right. Like, so, and gotten to like have personal relationships with like bookers and, right. Um, venue owners and stuff like that. So I live two blocks from all these damn right, places. Right, so right. like, if I'm gonna go out, I could either go have a twelve dollar cocktail at some <laughs> stupid bar, <laughs> or, or I can walk down the Glasslands and right. just see what yeah. who the hell is playing right. that night, yeah. or whatever, sure. whether I like it or so not. So why don't you give us another stupid, yeah. stupid, stupid story. road story? Get all stupid. <laughs> Let's get stupid. Let's <laughs> to quote the great stupid. Weird Al <laughs> Let's go back to where we like when we were talking about. Um, following acts mm-hmm. you know or like it's not yeah, necessarily sure. how good you play yeah. or whatever or your performance which a lot of people kind of might base uh, yeah. like oh man you know jeff messed up the solo on that one terrible gig mm, never. That, that bass never. solo that sound right <laughs> no, no, no. another jeff yeah no um, yeah, okay cool you were doing no, your, we, your michael anthony-esque <laughs> bass solo <laughs> you mean riding the easter um we Last record, literally almost a year and a half, two years of touring this stupid thing. I think it was our last show in Europe. It was an amazing tour, like much better than the first tour in Europe. And, you know, like, I think this is tw- like the end, last show of like a 12 week tour. Intense. Maybe 10 week tour. Yeah. And like maybe last show of the year or something. We f- were flying home for a friend's wedding, so we didn't get to play, but we played like opening night of Reading or whatever. <laughs> it's when they like let in all the kids. Mm. To go set up their camps and right, like yeah. take ketamine and drink red wine or something. Right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's <laughs> live music, live music roll, rolling. Okay. So we're all on the same page that the UK is the 
fucking worst place in the, the world worst. to play music. Yeah, I'm, my, I'm within. My, well, I only, I only hesitate very to go there on vacation in a month. <laughs> I only hesitate because we again. did a tour uh, supporting uh, We Are Scientists at the time. We were huge over okay. there, right. so we but had a sure. so we had a great experience. Like we played in front of thousands of people sure. every night. We, I mean, we did not f- reap the financial benefits from that. Right, right, um, and touring as our, by ourselves in the UK, you know, was never. Never it was I, mainland Europe was always bad. Sounds like but he loves the sounds UK. Sounds like somebody man. loves the fucking UK. <laughs> Two against one. UK is the fucking worst well, to tour. We have a lot of lists. We have a, for our UK listeners. UK well, listeners, maybe I love them. you. Your touring scene <laughs> sucks. Get it together. Well, the, the problem is, as I'm sure you can you can uh, attest. A, a, attest to this, is that when you tour, even at, at a smaller, like we would drive ourselves around sure, yeah. um, in mainland Europe. They take care of your accommodations. You got the food. Right, yeah. It's, it's great. We, the problem is it's just like America. And so you go to the <laughs> UK worse than America and you don't sometimes. and you don't have, you know, you get your fifty pound, you know, fee or whatever, and then right. you, and you have to find a place you're shit out of luck yep. in terms of finding a place to stay. Booking agents won't even give you directions. It's, right. It's just like no, you have to deal with that. <laughs> yeah. Cool. What did I pay cool. you for? <laughs> Another bar fly? I do gig? love uh, uh sandwiches in the UK, particularly oh, their UK subs. <laughs> uh, so anyway. Podcast over. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> so you're the plowman's you're, okay, lunch. Okay, so we op- like play this like opening night thing, right. mm-hmm. and um, oh, is it part like of Reading? Whole, what's that? Is it part of the festival, or is it kind well, of like semi? Not part of the festival. It's not like it's not part of the festival. It's like opening right. night. They let the gates open so everybody can come in early. At and first, you're like, we're playing, we're Reddit. playing Reddit, yeah. which is a big. Then I, I was like, oh no, no, we're not. We're playing like the like we're playing yeah, at Reddit. Party or I remember whatever. the Panthers UK tour. Halfway through, it's the worst tour. We're on, we did a couple dates with this yeah. band, The Agenda, and then one of the dudes from The Agenda comes running right when we're all talking about how miserable we are. He goes, dudes, we got Redding. They're all psyched. <laughs> and I'm just like, fuck you. This is the worst. Because I was just like, oh, they're going to have the best experience ever. Yeah. And right. then they probably played what you're playing, which is over. <laughs> right. Well, let's fin- let right. you finish yeah. telling so, the story. Yeah. We go and we're in, we're in a good mood. It's the last day of tour. Sure. Nothing can nothing can ruin the mood. <laughs> like and it was cold and we had like buy coats at the festival because <laughs> they have like you know like cutesy vintage shops set up. Like, say Redding on the back. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So we go to play and then like by looking at the lineup, I'm like, oh wow, this is really because at least even at a festival setting, like there is some kind of flow to a stage. Right. Maybe as far as like. Um, energy or right. whatever or like there's you know dance music's relegated to this tent and like rap is over here right. and like whatever like there's some semblance of order order <laughs> but um or even if like there's you know going from stage to stage you know if you like this band you watch this band and go over and right. it's a totally new switch over crowd this is right. not like that right. this is like i don't know how many people but it was definitely the biggest crowd i think we've ever played uh-huh. in front of and I would say at least five thousand people, like, mm, in, uh-huh. right? And I was like, "Whoa, man, this is amazing!" <laughs> and this band that went on before us was like total, like, like kind of like I don't even know what kind of metal band. Yeah, Dijon is what that sounds like. Kind of like cool dudes with tattoos. Yeah, metal band. I don't know. Metal, metal band with great haircuts. Yes. Probably that, bullets for my Valentine. <laughs> Something like that sounds right. Some terrible so, phrase name. So they go wild and like, yeah! And like the whole crowd's like fucking stage diving and all this stuff. <laughs> I was like, man, this is great. We get up, set up, and the first song starts off with like four on the floor kick drums. Like, <laughs> our, like our opening song is like, and the whole crowd's like, like the entire crowd's clapping. I was like, "Holy shit! What an amazing <laughs> we have arrived. What an amazing way to end tour." Yeah. And then John started singing, and it was like, <laughs> which is like totally like a different. You know, like the song has like a four on the floor right. kick drum beat on mm-hmm. it, but everything else happening on top of it, right? Because it's, it's not like yes. it's not like this like big giant right. like arcade fire fucking moment that everybody right. thought that uh-huh. they were about to watch this, this band giant did. release that they all yeah, yeah. yes we are no, together yeah. so one. like we all started play, like actually playing music on top of it and I mean I, this is thirty seconds into a forty five minute slot and it went to shit people started throwing <laughs> stuff at us and started chanting like, you are shit <laughs> <laughs> and eventually calmed down kind of halfway through the set but I was. 
fucking terrified. Right. It's, it's like three of you versus thousands, thousands yeah. of people. Throngs. The great like, unwashed. And like, they're mostly like the eighteen-year-old kids that they let in like first or whatever right. for whatever reason. Yeah. And uh, maybe so they take all the drugs and pass out for the rest of the weekend. <laughs> right. But they're raring to go. But they're raring to go, and they're like two drinks in already smashed. And uh, and like there were like already like you know bottle not like metal uh, <clears throat> glass bottles right but, right right, you right. Know, plastic bottles full of God knows what yeah right. throwing up on stage and <laughs> right. it was definitely it was definitely I was like yes wow to holy shit we're gonna That's... die did you guys acknowledge it at all or did you just say, no we it? just like burned through the set I think and like got off stage like what right. was that right. <laughs> Could you see everyone else in the band was just like, what is... Yeah, like, we were, were all... Yeah, we were like... Freaked out. Yeah, Joe and I used to... Because, you know, like... Um, I would, you know, go over and like fiddle with a knob or something right. like that. And we always... You know, we could always have sidebars. Right. Like, whether or not it's like, look at the girl in the front row to like... <laughs> right. This show sucks. Let's cut a song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. Wait, it's so that... But that was your last day of tour. That was the last day of tour. So it was a really shitty note to end right. on. But like... Um, but then it was like it. We were back yeah. home the next day. Yeah, so it, yeah. It, it it's it's when you when you when you brought up that idea of cutting the song from the set. I can't think of a specific example right now, but I remember just those shows were oh, like I'm always the first one. Where yeah. it's, it's cut like two. Yeah. let's cut yeah. one. Let's yeah. cut. Let's cut. And it was usually like you get stuck. It's the difference between headlining a show and playing last. You know, right. sure. sometimes when you're playing last, and you're just like. Oh, nope. nope. Just, we'll, we'll yeah, just so cut it. Yeah. Sometimes they're annoying, but sometimes it was such a dream when our drummer Slaney would get like tired at a certain point and it was like, oh, we've got that fast. And he would just like closed eyes, just <laughs> given the like cut to the neck. And, it, and I'd be like, yeah, it's fine. Because uh, I don't think anyone's into this shit anymore. Yeah, it's, it's funny because I don't know what it is. Maybe I have my eyes open them more. Maybe I'm more sensitive or right. like whiny or something. But. I've always will be like, dude, can we cut a song like to one of the band members? And they're like, what? This is awesome. <laughs> right. I was, what? This yeah. is the, open your eyes. Everyone's right. like walking out and like, I would hide yeah. behind, you know, in Panther, I would hide behind noise. Like I would hide behind distorted bass and being loud. And I didn't have my glasses on. Right. Like honestly, so, I'm a blind mole up there. <laughs> right. Yeah. So like if, if everything's shitty, like I'm just like, no, nah, yeah. I'm just going to keep banging my head like but an it's idiot. Still also the idea of just leave them wanting more. Yeah. Like no, if you can get away with that is, I've seen so many fucking bands play over welcome. To, like, yeah. I'm just like, oh man, why? There's nine bands on the bill, and you you're like right. 45 minutes. Like, get up, like play 20 minutes. Right. And that then, fine if, if, you, you're if you play your band. best material, yeah, just like everyone's gonna go, holy shit, that band was amazing. Leave them, yeah, you know, leave them wanting more there rather than give bands. them your entire. There are not many bands I want to see. No, I think over. everybody agrees. I talked to musicians and yeah. fans of like 30 minutes is like. Oh, that's uh, sweet I spot. Deal. Sweet spot. It's, I mean, like, yeah, it would have to unless be. Unless you're like, in a grindcore band. Right. And then it's kind of sucks. But let me ask you, because speaking <laughs> of that, because we, Oscar Collapse never really got to the point where we, where we felt really confident headline. We were always right. a great support band. And I was, we were like 30 minutes uh, was ideal sure yeah you guys are at a point now and i mean you can speak to this uh, later in terms of you know more maybe having people come to your shows isn't as big of a deal as it it's not something you need to worry about as much now as maybe a couple years ago although you were talking about the cycle going up and down there there is still worry because like it it never ends because um i don't know why that is like fickleness or then there's also stepping up to in different like bigger venues mm -hmm. right and then in different neighborhoods, which is really like in some towns, it's a huge deal. Like if yeah. you switch sides of the town, like in Atlanta, where I'm from, for instance, like a new venue opened up across town that's much bigger and than the Earl, which I'm sure, sure yeah, we've all course. played. Yeah. And like yeah. I, I love the Earl, but I would love to like play in front of my family. Like, we're a place that doesn't serve tater tots. Sure. You know I mean? <laughs> You're like, I'm, I'm actually in a pretty cool band, mom. You don't know. No, like, you good know, like, fried okra yeah. there, though. <laughs> yeah, I gotta okra. say. But, but, like, you know, but th there's that worry. Like, right. Are the, because all the, like, kids that would come to see us live on the east side, would they actually get in their cars and drive to the west? Sure. You know. But, okay, so, so, that so part of, part and parcel of that, of answering that is, is if when you guys are headlining, 
you can't play a 30 minute set, you right. know, because yeah. people, so where's the, um, the comfort level of, I mean, it's probably more like what, 75 minutes or something yeah. for it. Yeah. Yeah. 75, I think is, yeah. is, um, do you, and do you feel that, I mean, cause I think if you're going to see a band head, like you, you know, you want to see them play yeah. a decent, are you, sure. how do you great, feel? I remember when that Jack White, Jack White played or whatever. And like, uh. you know, he cut his set short or whatever. And I remember whatever the amount was, I was just like, that sounds yeah. about right. But like, there were like, you know, people kind of like, more normal more? people who were like, well, exactly. I want them to play for like an hour and a half. And I'm like, so are you, are you kind of saying that, you know, would you play a 30 minute set if like, that's all you needed to do? As yeah. Opposed to yeah. Like, I would love, like, yeah, we're, we're about to go on a, um, uh, tour this, like a week long tour support slot. This, and I can't wait. <laughs> right. Cause it really is. It's like, you're, even if you have 90 minutes of material, like you as the musician have songs you don't even like anymore. Right. Yeah. Like right. there's five of those. You're like, Oh God, if I never play that again, like <laughs> right. I'd be and fine. So if you whittle it down to all the songs you still really enjoy playing or for whatever reason, it's so much more enjoyable. And then that in turn, you know, just translates right. right. And, and like, when Baron Heaven is on tour, do you guys stick with one set list the whole time? Or yeah, just because of like technical kind of technical electric? stuff. Right. We'll switch it up every now and then, but not like not just like draw up a different set yeah. every single night. Because, do you? Because uh, it's something. Sometimes I wish. Oh, we didn't ever need to really in Panthers, and then Orchid it was non-existent. But like, if you have to go pretty long, do you? Are, do you have worked in like this is where we'll jam? Yes. Like to kind of go for it. Yeah. Yes. Just because like it'll take yeah, we have, some time. Yeah, we have jam moments. Yes, exactly. We're having fun up here, but we're still, <laughs> we're killing some time. Yeah. I, rem- I remember playing um, at Tufts University. We did their spring fling. Okay. And basically they had, we were on a smaller stage right next to like the main stage. And speaking of like not really playing at Reading or whatever, we were on like a smaller stage. Right. But, and we were playing in between every big band. So like, you know, it was, it was just so, we would do like a 20 minute set in between like. It's like you're at MC at a But it was, set. but it was, yeah, no, it was weird because it was a college thing. So it was like Lupe Fiasco went on. Uh-uh. Then we played. <laughs> then Spoon went on. Then we played. Then <laughs> T. Everybody get the lemonade. <laughs> then. God, I can't, I cannot talk about contemporary indie rock. Want to shoot myself in the face. Like, cannot deal with. Um, but then T. T.I. was headlining. Oh. And uh, not surprisingly, T.I. was 45 minutes late. Get out of here. So we, a hip-hop artist we, that's late to their oh, own We show. kept getting from the side of the stage, you know, the stage manager being like, you know, keep, right. for the listener, I'm uh, doing Do the keep, keep going. Playing. So we just started playing songs again. Right. And the kids were wait, And it was... Similar to like Woodstock '94, it had rained and the kids were wasting. They were throwing mud, and they didn't. Not that they even knew who we were. We were just right. a soundtrack to them, just throwing mud at each right. other. Sure. So they didn't even care that we were playing. Like let's play this one again. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah. Did you go into that knowing you were going to be the soundtrack in between? Pre- pretty much knowing that this was going to be like. But it was again. It was a uh, like we talked about on the show before. It's a college show. So oh, that's going to, that money is so good. Well, yeah. or at least it was hey, back it's in 07. not as good as it used to be, I think. And then our budget's less. I think maybe budgets are less. And then there's only certain, certain universities to have, like, you'll get the one that just like, you're paying us what? Right. You know? And like, of course we're going to do that. But to me, after you play, after, sorry, after you split all that damn money, like the soul sucking, experience of playing in a fucking cafeteria where right. people eat hot wings <laughs> right you know what right. i mean is it yes. worth the little extra because it's yeah. literally the worst experience when all the lights right. are on like there's kids cutting through yeah to like go to their can class you, can you say what school and, it was um this was case western university oh we played there we played there twice yeah. i at the same you know, room i'm, I'm sure yeah, yeah. it's just like people like like, like you know a girl in the was, like, with a backpack like walks up to the stage and looks at you Goes, right, and then walks off, and that's like pretty much yeah. what makes up most of the audience. You know? I know so, there is the fucking so like thing. you know you might get paid several thousand dollars for doing this. Yeah, but to me I'm like oh, I remember you know, early like, on in and, Panthers and the day I don't want to do this shit. Right, I remember early on in Panthers doing one in like Vermont right. or something, and it right. was one of those deals where like we got there and we we're playing like you know the rec room. And it was a talent show. Right. 
but we were the real band for some reason. They right. gave us lots of money, but yeah. it was just like, what the and, fuck? And then you're stuck yeah. there. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to fucking party with... I have a girlfriend. Like, I don't need to sit here hang sure, out with a bunch yeah. of frat kids or <laughs> yeah. college girls who, like, aren't paying attention anyways. Dude, we drinking. Uh, we played some college in... In Iowa... Uh, on Halloween once, and there was like nobody there because everybody was at a party. Wait right? a second, I but know it. there was a place in I that we played. And Everyone was, plays. It, it was like a G or something. Yeah, not Grinnell. Grinnell, maybe. Grinnell. But yeah. there was um, there was it's the place that we played that had like stained glass behind the. No, this was, was definitely like, like another like basement rec right. room oh, okay. scenario. Yeah, and nobody showed. Nobody like showed because everybody like or they came through like on their way to a kegger or something right. like this. Because it's Halloween. But no one's going to go to the damn... That's... Okay. I love that. When you go to these shows and they're like... this The, the, the classic is like... Nobody's like, sorry, guys. Like, right. uh, it's Freak Week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, I, I, I know. I know. When the college radio booker kid like comes up and apologizes to you in the yeah. first five yeah. minutes, yeah. you're yeah. Like, like, oh, fuck it. Usually on a Monday night, it's <laughs> yeah. packed here, but freak everybody's week. studying for finals. It's Freak Week. I'll say another, actually, <laughs> variation on the bad college show that should have been good. We did play one where it was like, oh, we'll play because they're going to give us like a weird amount of money. Mm-hmm. And then got there, and we were playing with like hardcore bands. It was like Will, like our friends' bands, oh. and they were all just kind of getting like just a you know, whatever show you for got, them. man. Like pass, sort pass of deal. The hat and around. then we've got like this huge guarantee. <laughs> they had a dressing room for us that they were like only Panthers can go in here and separate. You didn't let Will in, right? Yeah, oh, we man. did not at all. No, but just <laughs> I remember Justin being a little bit like you yeah, know. Our food, your food. Take whatever. Oh, and you had that, that little bit. It's like, nah, I kind of want it. This though. is the test. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Stay away from my, too, my I know maker's mark. I've mentioned this before. We played in Connecticut at like Connecticut College or something in a cafeteria uh-huh. on a stage about a foot high. Mm-hmm. There was a glowing neon green sign on a brick wall behind us that just said semesters as if this was a comedy <laughs> club from like 1987. <laughs> I love that. Our, and like the semesters. semesters, the... um. You know, the, the cafeteria tables are still out. They don't even bother putting the way. Mm. Our drummer's parents, who were, like, born, you know, like, pre-rock and roll <laughs> in their 70s, like, come the one and only time they've seen us play. And, you know, it's mortifying because right. there's, like, maybe there are 10 people there. There's the glowing neon green semester sign. I'm trying to crack jokes because I feel like I'm on an <laughs> HBO half-hour comedy hour. And, I mean... Type five on airplane food. But we probably got paid, you know, at least a grand to do that. You know, which was more, it was was totally made up for any kind of, uh, yeah, uh, awkwardness. Uh, going off, just thinking about these situations where you're stuck, but like, I I guess I was thinking before too, like, you know, because you, you did some touring before, Mm -hmm. uh, but like a little short, like week or two here or there. Like, how, Honestly, like, how did your body react and how did your mind react to, like, all of a sudden jumping into, like, oh, because even you talking about, like, you know, when we went for it, quote unquote, and did more touring, tops for us, like, six weeks, I think. That's absolutely, to do a 12 week tour. 12 week tour, like, I get shivers hearing about that. (laughs) But it also sounds like you guys are at a point where, like, you're not sleeping on, quote unquote, diarrhea encrusted floors every night. Sure. You're not looking for rotten (laughs) heads to give you a futon to crush. Right. Um, well, I mean, there is that part of it where you're like, oh, you know, how old am I? And like, I am sleeping on right. like these scenarios. But yeah, the, the body thing, like your tour will really throw your body totally out of whack. Like, yeah. You'll just be like, wow, I, how the, like for me, like I s- developed like eczema in the first two <laughs> weeks on tour. I'm like, what the hell? You know, <laughs> like and it's. And it's from stupid things like using different soaps every day sure, yep. or what, you know, like something as mundane as that. And you, then all of a sudden you're a third year old dude without health insurance. And you're like, yep. why do I have this little bump <laughs> on my arm? Did like the girl I kissed last night give me this? <laughs> yeah. Like, is this ringworm from like right. blah, blah, blah. And then like, right. and then you're in like, you know, in the middle of nowhere, can't take care of it. Like, you can't I'll, stop. And then, then let, yeah. And then it goes from there, you know, like, yeah. It's funny. I remember the first few tours, maybe like the first tour we did. Brought my own soap, brought my own towel. Sure, and yeah. Within like three days, because the soaps in the dis- right. it's yeah. disgusting. The towel smells like feces. Yeah, right. you know, it's hanging over an amp. It's crusty. It's awful. Yeah, so, yeah. It's it's kind of a game now. Like who can be the most prepared? Like right. you know, and comfortable on tour. But then, you know, it does. It lasts like two weeks. Like I'll yeah. bring like 
workout clothes now. You know, like, yep. and like I'm gonna go jogging okay, in the morning. The yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. right. Right. Yeah, yeah like, last like will. the first three days, and then like you're hungover yeah. or did a 12 yeah. hour yeah. drive, and you'll exactly. never pull those running I, shoes. I know out I again. pulled back. I remember the first tour getting made fun of by most of the members of Orchid because they were like, "You brought a change of clothes for every day," and I was like, "Why not?" Yeah. Like I, I, I do too. And I, my logic, I, I literally, I was just like, "I've got the bag." Yeah. That's <laughs> that's one of those things for me. Yeah, definitely. I'm like that. Like like. There are things like the creature comforts like that. Like if you like to wear like a new fucking pair of underwear every day, then right. bring two hundred yeah. pairs of underwear because that will save change your everything. mind. It will change everything. The reality is that even though I say diary encrusted carpet, and right. every place we stayed was a diary encrusted carpet, yeah, most places were. Seven out of ten or better in terms of like the the place was fine because we sure. always stayed with people if we if we could right uh, just to, to save money every once in a while you get a real shithole disgusting but by and large they were you know nice places and I'd be like okay I don't let me try this shampoo today and you know whatever <laughs> but, I think partly because the different worlds we were trying like it's just like not Panthers a little bit more like but especially Orchid but Panthers still had that like. There were, the odds were yeah. against us a little bit more. We were going to be sleeping on a pig farm. Right. Like, w- <laughs> surrounded by slaughtered pigs yeah. in a hot box. Right. And feeling like I'm going to get bed. So, are you guys, at this point, are you guys kind of ponying up for, for the hotels? Or are you staying with people? Or? Um, We kind of mix it. I would say probably... In Europe, it's all hotels. It's, it's yeah. always taken they, care of. it comes of. With, yeah. the, with the show. But then, in the States, I'd say it's like 70% hotels. So if we're like in in towns where we know people, we prefer to yeah. stay like because hotels suck. Yeah, you yeah. Know, like you share you share in a bed. You don't actually get real sleep. Like yeah. it's you know they're not fun and they're just boring or whatever. So like you just go home and you watch like thirty minutes of yeah. like Steven Seagal Outlaw, <laughs> yeah. or whatever. And, like, yeah. and uh, Outlaw, Is that Lawman. A I don't know what Lawman. It's Lawman. a reality show. Oh, yeah, okay. we we. We we only talk about that show because we've only seen it once we turn it on, and like it was him in Baton Rouge, and all of a sudden he had a Creole accent, and uh-huh. I was like, man, I didn't know Steven Seagal was from Louisiana. I'm like Wikipedia, and he's like, no, he's from Michigan. What the hell? And he he shows up, he comes all the um, he comes to all of the uh, crime scenes like 30 minutes late because they're like, all right, Steve, let's get Steven here or whatever, and right. he comes and he shows up his family where a kid run out in the street and gotten hit by a car and the kid was fine but he's like <laughs> he's like man uh uh baby we'll run out in the street on you boy like, it's like, it's like awful like southern creole like slang or whatever right. we're chameleon like, this and, guy. and since that we were like oh my god we only like turn on the tv <laughs> trying to find steven seagal uh, i will say uh, you bring up, like, I, I think, you know, there was definitely a period where if, like, you got the hotel room, mm-hmm. it was, like, kind of looked down upon by certain, sure. like, fans or bands. But, right. like, as you said, it's never that good. Like, unless you're the, you're, you've got the luckiness of, like, like the one time we played the show that sponsors paid for each of us to have a hotel room. Yeah, that's, that's, that's amazing. fantastic. That's amazing. But when that most happens. of the time, it's a motel six. Yeah, yeah motel, yeah. four to five dudes, like, yeah. fucking laying, uh, even in that, like, what's your sleeping situation? Me? I'm just wondering. And when you're in the, and you're in the, you got Baron Heaven. Uh-huh. You're sharing one room. Three guys, right? Yeah, I usually yeah. would share a bed with Joe. Okay. Um, with Joe Stickney. With Joe Stickney. Yeah. And, um, or, you know, and then, I don't know, John will not sleep in the bed with another right. person. He used to. I feel like somebody grabbed his junk at one <laughs> right. point too many times. I don't know who. Right. Um, so now he's, like, intent on ha- – he, he, I we all bring sleeping pads yeah, or whatever. Because yeah. sometimes, like, even though a bed's great and the bed's big enough and we're all friends and no one's homophobic. Yeah. Like, just not t- – like, even if it's yeah. sleep on the floor, not – I was touching anybody. I asked, like, I it's just a better sleep floor. Right. Like, I loved I my sleeping floor. bag. I loved sleeping, yeah, yeah, sleeping yeah. bag. It was right. just like it, it was always going to be more comfortable, even if it was harder. Right. Uh, yeah. It's sleep, more not touching someone. Yeah. And knowing that, as I've said before, I think Jeff Slaney, our drummer, was going to sound like he's masturbating when he rubs his feet together. Jay Green talks. Sounds in, like yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jay Green talks in his sleep. <laughs> Justin Cherno is the loudest snore I've ever heard in my entire life. Right. And Kip was just always kind of dirty. So <laughs> I would much rather venture into maybe sleep, getting some right. weird bugs on the ground. The sleeping bag was is, is yeah, a sleeping bag. Yeah. Key. Can you think of, in the times that you have stayed with people, maybe a real shithole? Oh, yeah. I have a good one. <laughs> well, just because that, that I remember doing an interview 
for Pitchfork before uh-huh. we went on this like big massive tour, and they're asking like similar questions, and and I was like, man, you know, in the interview, and it made like the final cut or whatever because I went back and watched it like a year ago, <laughs> and it's like, you know, I like staying in hotels and all, but it's so much more fun to just meet somebody at the merch table. And crash with them. That's where all the that's where all the fun out of the tour comes from, right? And Famous that's me last being word. T- yeah, right. Yeah. So, like first show that tour, that that followed that you know interview or whatever. We go. We play Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Okay, you already know it's gonna be shit. Yeah. <laughs> so our friend who's in another band who's in his forties now comes to the show. He's like, hey, you know, like you can crash with me. Blah blah blah. Here's directions. And he left this instruction sheet. And it was like, okay, tiptoe, don't wake the, you know, cause don't wake the kids. <laughs> right. You know, and I was like, this first time a tour, fuck this. We're not staying with kids. You know, right. I texted him. I'm like, thanks, Matt, but we're going to stay with the opening band or whatever. Right, cause yeah. like they seemed cool. Right. So we go and I, I honestly was motivated to stay at the other band's house because the bass player was a girl and she was really cute. So I was like, why don't sure. we stay with them? You know? <laughs> So we go. She's, Always my she's least no, like thing. She's Got nowhere around. She's nowhere around. It's yeah. just the like singer dude. <laughs> oh, and he lets us in. And he's a really sweet guy. We stayed up all night talking about. Like went and bought like a case of beers. Started talking. Started, but it was just us and him. You know. Right. So we're like sitting, shooting this shit. And then you hear the front door open and like clamp, clamp, clamp up the stairs. And it's six. Okay. It goes, you just hear. The queers are here! <laughs> and it's six of the ugliest Baltimore queers you've ever seen it. You know? You know what I mean? Like, yes. like the queeniest, Omar queeniest, from the wire shows queeniest up. art school kids. Yeah. Who, they're real psyched. They're to not finally even good looking guys. Closet. You know what I mean? Yes. I was like, God, these guys are so ugly at this party. <laughs> right. The only gay, like, just, you know ugly I mean? gay like, guys this, like, in Baltimore. Sweaty art school guy who, like wears like <laughs> yes. cut off shorts and like bad clothes. And he hasn't figured out his shit. Just oh yet. man. And they are completely, and they have one little Asian girl with them. That's the, like, they're like den mom or whatever. <laughs> and they're all like grinding their teeth on ecstasy or right. coke. And like they come home and there's, Five dudes in a band, like in their house, and they're like, like right. They were really great, but then you know, and the place is such a shithole too. Like you know, fly paper everywhere. Like get yeah. up again, go to the bathroom in the morning, and like oh. fly. Like what's that? Is that what he's like? Flip the light on. Uh, and just not one of those nights where you have to sleep. You're totally like, inside the yeah. sleeping bag. Like you don't want to touch a surface <laughs> for right. fear of like getting yeah. hepatitis Mumbify. from like. But yeah, so but yeah. totally pass up a comfortable night's sleep yeah. and probably like. Two spare bedrooms in my friend's like well-to-do house in Maryland. Well, yeah. I think that's for one actually one chasing the, the tail. That's actually one of the hard parts of. Uh, there's two things. That one of the hard parts of touring as you get older is because all of your friends you used to be able to crash with slowly have like gotten kids or started, and no, so it makes I, it a little bit harder. Or at least I found it. No, like, where man. It's just like no, like all the places we crash with, all my friends are fucking rich and have life figured <laughs> out. You know, and we're like going like like oh yeah I don't know. Is it too cold for our saltwater uh, jacuzzi? I don't know. Yeah. It's not. It's cool, Kelly. Let's let's crack it open. Yeah, make better friends. Or like you know, <laughs> breakfast goes from like granola or whatever right. to like this like <laughs> you know continental <laughs> served to you. But also though, as you said, uh, the ulterior motive as the guy who was always dating someone. Right. When I always I I wish I had the like mindset to just be like let's just say what we're doing here yeah well, one of you wants to get laid right so the, let's yeah. just say oh, why well, we're going this weird not place. only are you the not single dude you're the only sober person right. in a band too right. so how the hell did you I, put up yeah. I, 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 it comes like up like you're a lot. being a, yeah. were you always <laughs> I, I don't know if we've, if we've talked about this before were you always the guy driving after the show yeah, to yes, the house absolutely yes. I mean that was me too I was the responsible one which so was I the was... worst on the last time fire tour we played uh, New Orleans Everyone gets hammered, and then Joe Stickney's like, "We gotta drive to my mom's house." <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be better. Joe Stickney, who was playing drums and Panthers at the Which time, was playing drums and Panthers at the time, and his mom's house is a good three six, hours away. It was a oh. long ways, <laughs> right. like where I was just like, I, and I kept being like, "I'm the one driving, man." 
He's like, I'll be up with you all night. I'll talk and talk and talk. <laughs> and I could see it until we, we did cross the bridge and he woke up. He was like, yeah, yeah, this is going to be great. This is going to be great. We're going to get biscuits. <laughs> and he was like listed out what we're going to eat. And how was it when you got there? His mom's it, house is his awesome. Mom's his mom's house is great. awesome. I knew that. Yeah. Going in, but because, as you said, I know. But like, maybe you should have stayed sober and done the drive. Right. right yeah, yeah. Uh, I was, I'm always doing the drive-in. And, and it's always like, oh, let's just stay it over here. If we can just, you know, someone I just want to talk to for a little while. <laughs> like, yeah, I know what you're doing. Um, uh, so you guys have a fairly kind of complex sound for you know the, what you what you guys are coming up with. Nice what, segue. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> a coming is what I meant when you're. Uh, that was pretty smooth. smooth. That's great. Uh, I mean, at this point, are you guys are you guys touring with like a sound guy as well? Yeah, yeah. totally. It's just it, yeah, yeah. It's sound guy combo, right? Tour, tour manager, manager kind of thing yeah which yeah. is why like jeff sent me he's like here's your friendly reminder to show up today i was like don't tour manage me bro i know <laughs> <laughs> gotta be done because there was always the i mean we, you know we were pretty simple guitar bass drums like it was always that mentality that like the local sound guy knows his club better than right. uh right and you know, that guy seems to never know well, his here, club. yeah <laughs> they, you know but i think there, specific- there are times where like bringing the sound guy like it's there's twenty percent chance that it's going to be a shit show because he right. doesn't know like the outboard gear is finicky yeah, or whatever, sure. and then maybe the guy at the club definitely knows his shit or whatever. But for me, it saves an hour a day and not saying the same thing. Right there, you go. Yeah, and it's that in itself is so worth paying like somebody to like be there because you just sure. Like, um. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Y'all like the synth higher, you know, like this, like, and just like, uh, and on this song, I play bass, and the, you know, like, yeah, just that makes just not saying the same because you know how that shit is. Sound check actually, sound check is actually complete chaos when it could be just like everybody, mm-hmm. just to like that would be the one part of your day that you're like, okay, now you check snare, now you check this, yep. and not like. Stick around today we check bass first and the right. cymbals next and then yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah sound check always frustrated me how crazy. hard it always seemed to be where and at a certain point beyond even the sound guy i wanted to be like we all know why we're we're on tour together right. like stop noodling for five yeah, let's seconds get, get it done yeah. yeah you know what's coming up next like you said we're right. gonna have to kick then yeah. we're doing snare yeah. we're hitting the toms then and the then full the kit full yeah. ki- and full kit and dan our drummer was always self-conscious about the full yeah. like like the guy would say full full kit and we'd look we just give he'd just give me the look and then he'd play like walk this way or something right because <laughs> it's just like just for whatever reason like the idea of playing the full kit right was always right. but the thing is too you do like you said you do know like you know and even with sound guys like i would go in just like yeah, you're gonna want to mic this and not di it if you want. No, yeah, DI I got it, to the sure. point. I got to the point where I went and set up all my stuff yeah. first, and then left. Right, like whether it's like the front of the bar, or green room, or parking lot, or whatever, and then waited for the full kit moment. Yeah, and then I. <laughs> it's a good move because, like, also the, hearing the fucking snare drum. <laughs> Oh, it's the worst <laughs> sound. Can you, and then can it's you like, and bring... then it's like everyone obsessing about the tuning of drums, which I oh, yeah. still can never. No, I, I don't know what you did. Nobody like, knows, nobody knows. What that is. Everyone's like, "This is way better." I'm like, "I don't sure. fuck it." Dude. You turned a key you on turned, something, yes. on like and nobody one. actually knows what they're doing. Doing it, not like there's yeah, because there's a, okay. That sounds much better. It's yeah, like, so. yep. Yeah, drum, drum tuners, the ultimate grift. The ultimate so we'll, grift. We'll, we'll, we'll that later. So, Adam, what what do you like? What's how's the rest of the year looking? We are chilling. John just had a baby, so our oh, priorities have shifted for this year. Congrats and then, to you. Thank, thank you. I'm so glad. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, so we're just chilling, playing a few shows, playing a. Uh, Chicago Food Festival next week. Ooh, brag much? Googa Mooga. Chicago Googa Mooga. No, it's like the taste of Randolph Street. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, well, that's good. You guys should be that, fun. Draped in Italian chipped beef. <laughs> like yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, just go to Mr. Beef. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, I got stuck in thinking about Chicago food. You ever seen uh, um, Chicago? It's a like Chicago. You guys should look it up. It's amazing. It's, uh-huh. a, it's a, a Chicago public access show that's been running for years. It's a kids uh-huh. show 
but it's based around music and like indie rock, oh, right? Yeah, we like were maybe on like that. Jay yeah. Mask. Oh, were you on it? Yeah, yeah. Or like yeah. there's a there's a puppet named Rats yes. oh, yeah. interviews all, all the bands. He's like, Hey, he's like Did you guys did you, do that? Uh, what kind of guitar is that? Yeah, we did it, right? But uh-huh. we went and met Ratso like at Mr. Beef in Chicago. Right. And the guy who plays Ratso is this kinda like um even more awkward Jay Mascus. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got long gray hair and it's kind of like right out of a comic book. Right. You know? And, uh, he goes, he does the interview and like we're eating these sandwiches and it's like fun because we've always wanted to be. And I, <laughs> we got to put our hand in Ratso. You know, it was like cool. Right. And we finish up the interview, start eating and he starts talking about how his, his, he's got to go get his, best friend out of prison after this because his best friend beat up his wife and it was like the most like like cutesy like awesome like public access show to the most saddest story that's that's like like, he was kind of telling it tongue-in-cheek because the guy is like a sad story and just like he's always fucking up and and he's telling it in a way that like he was trying to like get a like awkward laugh or whatever to kind of like um soften how dark the story yeah, was right. so i went <laughs> and he looked at me like are you fucking kidding me you laughing at me it's just not funny that <laughs> uh, we play, when we played the pitchfork festival we were interviewed by ratso okay, but i believe yeah, it was exactly. with an asian woman at yeah the time. i think there's the two host. people that play okay. yeah, so we had her time, yeah. and then what they do is they like just cut to like these kids little kids dancing, dancing to, your to your music and like they had the interview beforehand and i remember watching it and i could not watch these kids, I mean, God bless them. I'm really <laughs> just, grateful if they're just, but you're listening to your own song old. and you're watching these like seven year old kids it's dance. Seven year old like, kids and then like 40 year old it's bus boys or yeah, something like that dancing with them. I don't know. Like they're it's like, like in like, theory, it's awesome. In practice, it's so I weird. thought it was really cool, but yeah. like, yeah, it's just those moments it. like that are yeah. always the most trippy. So listen, to bring this thing full circle, question that we ask all of our guests, right. what do you think of the word gig? It's literally my favorite word. <laughs> really? Listen to it. Gig. The way it rolls Say off the it. tongue. Gig. 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 It's just a good word. Feels good. Feels good on the tongue. <laughs> so you do a lot of gigs with Barrett Heaven. Oh, yeah. I'm constantly gigging. <laughs> <laughs> gigging. Um, you know, I, I, I knew that was coming because I listened to the uh. Chir- Chirinos, um but I'm the same way. Like, yeah, you don't call it a concert. You call right. it a show or whatever. Mm-hmm. And now, yeah, it just constantly gig. You're getting really? older. So it's just gig. I Basically, because it's a joke because it sounds awful. Right. And then that's it becomes, the, that's the joke happens. becomes your reality, exactly. right? You're like, it feel, like, it feels good. What gig I wanted tonight. to say um, my family was killed in a gig, but <laughs> that was my B material. Um, <laughs> now go well, into that story. That's, that's a perfect, perfect <laughs> note. <laughs> perfect note to end the podcast on. Fantastic. Uh, look, you got a lot of stuff going on. You had a lot of stuff going on. You have some kind of bear tooth around your neck, which for the listeners, fantastic whale tooth, perhaps. <laughs> it's a buffalo tooth. A, a bu- Thank you. Uh, some kind yeah. of pen. It is a tooth, though. It is a tooth. That's good, awesome. Good one. I don't know where you have to go after this. It's pouring it's in New pouring, York right yeah. now. For the listener, it's pouring. By the time you listen Rachel to this, hopefully it'll stop. Adam, it's Friday night. I'm going to go wait like for an hour and a half for a fucking slice of pizza. It's Friday so night. Nice. You got you, Stromboli is on the, uh, the menu here. From Jeff and I, we want you to get home safe. Thank you. I'll try. Worst gig ever. <laughs>